climb aboard if you dare for our new road trip through Scotland. Scenic and beautiful, but of course, looks can be deceiving. Join your hosts as they take you through some of the most terrifying places Scotland has to offer. If you feel safer, you're welcome to wait in the camper until we return. Just know it's had a history full of attracting some heinous, curious creatures, thus being its intended purpose, of course. Fleeing, however, would be ill-advised. Who knows what strange things you'll encounter out there? So far, far from home, where no one will hear you scream. Let us light a warm fire and begin our tale of horror. Your victims, I mean your listeners, have been warned. Tom. I'm Tom, and I'm here in our cryptid camper with Shay, and we'd like to thank you for being brave enough to join us for the, our fourth season of the Scare Your Pants Off, our Scotland road trip. This is episode number 14, and for our haunt, we have set up camp at the Overtown Bridge. So how are you doing today, Shay? Very, very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um... So what's new? Anything new? You watch anything? Do anything? So I watched something on Netflix with, it had Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it. I'm not going to lie, that's why I watched it. Because I would watch almost anything, again, with Jeffrey Dean Morgan in because he's fantastic. Um, it's called The Postcard Killings. I, so I saw whatever the bumper, whatever you call it. How was that? Very good. It was, it was very, very good. It's, I found, um, he's awesome. So he, he's playing, uh, without going into a lot of, you're going to find out very early, he's, he's investigating the, the murder of his daughter. So it's not a secret. You can read the premise and it tells you that's what's happening. So, um, but he's, he, when he is sad, when he is hurt, when he does like the, the little bit of like the cry thing, it's very like when Sam Elliott does it for me, I can't. I not I can't with his face. I I can't deal with it. That's not okay. Um, but it's it's very very good. I actually really liked it a lot, and and he and he plays a great cop slash dad slash. You know, it was very very good. Nice. I, it's funny how uh, there's certain actors like you said, Jeffrey D. Morgan. There's actors that if they're in something. Even if it's like a, just a cameo, I will watch it. And there's just certain actors, no matter what, if they're in something, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna watch this. Usually, like for me, I have Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. Usually, if he's some in something, and oh, there was another person I was just thinking of, and it, they they had like one line in a movie, but I watch specifically watch the movie for that one person. And uh, so it's always funny that there, we all have those actors that regardless, even if somebody tells me it's the shittiest movie ever, I'll watch it if certain person's in it, so. I, like Nicholas, you know what's funny? And this is something that blew my mind. Do you know that Nicholas Cage is not one of those people for everybody on earth? <laughs> yes, I do, I do know that. <laughs> I, I think that. that is, mind-blowing to me because i have i have watched some truly not good movies yeah. because nicholas cage is in it and i and i think it stems back because to con air and i think that's i think that's why i watch everything with nicholas cage in it. and i don't care even if it's deliberately bad which you know i mean that's a selling point in itself but it's deliberately bad but um yeah i really just assumed that everybody on earth felt that way about Nicolas Cage. That's not true, apparently. And and that's uh, maybe a little disappointing to me to have learned at 41 years old. So I love Nick Cage. I'll watch pretty much anything that he's in. It's funny that you just said Conier. I just, I, I kid you not, I had a conversation about Conier yesterday at work. 
with somebody. It just it just came up, and he was talking. Uh, he brought it up, brought up the movie for some. Oh, because we we're talking about planes or something, and he brought it up, and uh, it's like, oh, that's such a good movie. And we ended up having like a ten minute conversation about Con Air, which I hadn't really thought about in years. And then you bring it up the following day. That is very uh, bizarre. That's such a good movie. <laughs> it is. It's and so you know good. I I think it I think it came to my attention that Nicolas Cage isn't that person for everybody on earth. Um when I I think I can't I think I might have been talking to my mom. Um and and there and she's like she's like, nah, okay. like what, what do you mean it's so it's okay. It's not okay. It's fantastic. It's a cinematic feat. I don't know, I'm ridiculous. I <laughs> I I didn't I thought that was just a normal human reaction to Con Air and, and really most other Nicolas Cage movies like there's um there's a picture floating around and it's now like a meme on Facebook and it has Jim Carrey in the foreground and he has this little and I think it's like a candy Oscar like oh, a yeah, gold wrapped yeah, yeah. candy and and it's actually Nicolas Cage in the background but the meme says here's Jim Carrey with, with his Oscar or whatever and in the background John Travolta that's the funniest thing that's the funniest thing to me because face off, and I oh, I got oh. it. I, Tom, come on. I'm so disappointed right now. It's fine. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. But I, I shared that, and a lot of people, a lot of people were like, "Well, that's Nicolas Cage." Though. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, do you, "What do you mean that's Nicolas Cage? <laughs> well, how do you not understand? What do you mean?" And I and it and it hurt me in the soul a little bit. Like not everybody got that, and it, I don't, it's fine. It's, so I hadn't seen the I, meme, but I had seen the pit. I know what picture you're talking about. Where it, it, he's holding like a little tiny statuette, yes. right? Uh, Jim Carrey. Yes. Okay, yeah. I've seen the picture, but I haven't seen the meme. That's fucking funny. People, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> like, look, that's actually Nicolas Cage, and I'm like, yeah, dummy. <laughs> like, sorry if you're listening, and I called you a dummy because you're one of those people. But I mean, <laughs> come on, it, you, you need to, uh, you need to up your knowledge of. And Face Off was such a. Oh, okay. So good. I, I could talk about Nick. We could do a whole Nicholas Cage podcast. Maybe I'll do oh, that. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that as a. Maybe we'll do that as a side. I don't. Know. Um, <laughs> but all right. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the Nicholas Cage topic, or I could go on. I watched something else. Okay. And it's on Apple and it's called Masters of Air. Have you seen that? No. My friend uh Pat, I went out, I um I just took him out the other last weekend and we were just kind of talking about stuff and uh shows and he's very into all that, like Love Band of Brothers, all those types of things. And he was like, I'm watching Masters of Air, and he said it was just so good. It's phenomenal. It is so good, and it and they do, and it's obviously it ends up being heartbreaking too, because if it really, but it's it it just pulls you in, and you are you love these guys. They are so great at like the character building, and and it it, it just yeah, it, it just pulls you in, and it, and it and it takes you for. I mean, it, it takes you through the whole emotional like holy crap. Um, but it's very well done, and it and it's. There's like going to be a whole season of it. I don't know if there's going to be a second season, but they're only, I think, four or five episodes into the first season. And it's, honestly, if you like stuff like that, even if you you just kind of like stuff like that, give it a try. Because it's very, very, very good. Oh, I'm definitely going to check that out. You're now, the, now that you're the second person, that's like, oh, it's really good. So, Masters of Air. And um, have do you watch, have you given a try at all the Connors? The Connors, yeah, yeah. I've, I I think I watched every episode honestly because it's like one of those easy half hour, yeah. you know, sitcoms. Um, it, not my favorite, uh, but like I I I prefer like Abbott Elementary, uh, yeah. Not Dead Yet, uh, those sitcoms. But uh, yeah, I do watch it. Uh, you watching it? Yep. So the new season just started, and honestly, I'm I'm to the point now. I watch it for Ben, and I watch it for Dan. I don't like anybody else on the show anymore. I just don't. Yeah. I used to love Darlene. I used to think, oh, cool, I am Darlene, and and yeah. no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> I'm a way better human than Darlene, and it's 
I don't know why I <laughs> they took they made some really weird choices. Oh, I like Louise too, actually. I love Katie Seagal. <clears throat> but they made some really weird choices with um how they went with the characters and they they really just kind of destroyed a lot of them for me but dan is just he's just so good he's just so fantastic and ben and i love ben but um i was watching the newest episode and i'm not gonna go into too much detail because i don't want to spoil it's a new episode um nick offerman was oh i saw this episode yep i didn't know it was him at first i'm sitting there like oh that guy looks familiar oh he sounds familiar and then, and then, like, I'm looking at his face, and he does a little squinty eye thing, and I'm like, is that? And then Eric's like, yeah, that's Nick Offerman. And I'm like, what? I he needs a beard. Uh, yeah, he looks weird right I don't, on there. Or a mustache or something. He needs something on his face that's not just face. It's, he looks very strange, and I didn't, I genuinely didn't know it was him. But, um, you know, that, that's all I wanted to say about that, really, but... Yeah, with um, with that show, like you said, I agree with you. I love Ben. I love I like that actor that plays Ben too. Uh, yeah. John Goodman's always good. Yeah, I I'm disappointed because I've always liked Laurie Metcalf, you know, as an actor and everything. I think they've gone too far with her neuroses, and she's still a great actor. She does the best she can do with the with with the material and everything like that. But uh, yeah. I think they've gone a little too far with her character now of the, the neuroses and everything. And then I had read, you know, DJ is no longer part of it, the son, yeah. you know, and they now they took his daughter, uh, the little, uh, you know, black girl. She's no longer part of the show. And yeah, they definitely have done some strange things with, <laughs> with that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because if you if you think about Roseanne, like DJ, DJ was was really barely part of the show, anyways. I mean, he was yeah. always there, but like I don't, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there had to be a, a good chunk of episodes where I don't know that he talked. I don't yeah, know, like or or had very little lines, honestly. But there's always that one kid in these family sitcoms that just you know gets forgotten about you won't see for her maybe a whole season sometimes and then yeah. like you'll you'll see it like walk through the, a scene one time you're like oh yeah that kid still exists and then <laughs> did you watch friends no no i did not so well I'll, i've seen some of them i mean obviously you can't live this long yeah. and have not seen some episodes but for anybody that did, if you think about it, it's, it's it's kind of a funny fact. So in the beginning, Ross is a new dad, or he's about to be a new dad, <clears throat> newly divorced, new dad. Uh, and there's a point where he's like, he's like, oh, I want to be able to see him more than just, you know, one day a week or or one for a whole weekend or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Ben's not in it anymore, unless it's prevalent to the story. There is no Ben. You even see his moms, but there's no Ben. And then there's actually we were I was watching rewatching a rerun, and Ross is at a wedding or or i think it's a wedding and he's seated at the kids table and the actor that plays ben is there but they don't acknowledge him to be his son so i legit think that they're like oh nobody knows who this is because we because you don't because <laughs> he's never in the damn show um <laughs> yeah uh, and then he goes and he has this whole other kid and and all of a sudden like ben can be in it for an episode or two but no really not and i don't know i always thought that was kind of shitty <laughs> that's funny um, so, a couple episodes back, you had recommended a show on Apple TV called Criminal Record, and I had asked you about it, I took a bunch of notes, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to check that out. After that weekend when we had recorded that episode, I went to it, I had been watching it. And I had totally forgot, and like, and I had notes that you had given about what the episodes <laughs> were about. It, it had no recollection, and then I put it on, and um, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally had <laughs> been watching this and had no recollection." But he, the um, the older, you know, uh, actor in that, the you know, sort of bad detective or whatever, um, he's one too. Usually, if he's in something, I'll watch it. He's just one of those actors. Yeah. I, if I know he's in something, because they did that, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this show in another season. He did a show recently, and it was all about like memories and dreams and deja. It, it was, oh, God, I wish <gasps> I could. Look. 
Yeah. You know what I'm talking um, about, right? It was so good, and we uh, and I'm hoping they do a second season. And the the little boy was like, you know, he didn't cry when he was born, had no emotions, and um, crap, what was that? That was great. It was such a good show. I really hope they do a a, a second episode, uh, a second season of that, but. Yeah, <laughs> the criminal record. I'm just like, yeah, I, you you watched all these episodes so far, so <laughs> my memory is the so. The Devil's bad. Hour. It was the, the Devil's, Devil's Hour. Hour. It was a movie. Oh. Oh so no, it was not a movie. It was a show, no. but it was um so freaking good. Yeah, I hope. I wish there was gonna be a second season of that, but I haven't seen anything on it. That was great. So good, and he's just a great actor. Was he one of the yeah. Doctor Who's? Yes. Yep. He was okay. I because I'm that's one I have never watched. It's Doctor Who. Never. Same. Weirdly enough, and I feel like it's something that we probably both should have watched, and I'm, I'm a yeah. little surprised that neither of us have. But yeah, it's one of those that I've never been like super drawn to it. But again, like you said, I feel like <laughs> we should watch it at some point because yeah. people are yeah. crazy about it. Yeah, you know, it's obsessed with that. So. Oh, all right. Um, do we have anything else before we jump into the Curious Creature of the Week? I do not. All right. Well, I think you have our cryptid, so... Cool. Pay no attention to those distant screams of terror. I'm sure they're just our hands, creature, or cryptid. You should be safe right here. I, I do. So today, <clears throat> today I'm going to talk about the Dunny. Now, in the last episode, we have discovered that Tom picked really all of the water cryptids. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Tom might at least subconsciously have a problem. Um, and that's fine. Um, however, this episode is going to reveal my apparent problem. And it's um, I have a horse-like human-like cryptid which seems to be the thing i pick um uh thankfully this one uh either doesn't have a problem with or they just don't talk about the potential forcible uh mounting riding <laughs> any other awkward thing about it um so he or they either uh in enjoy that or or it's consensual. I have no idea. Uh, whatever the thing is, um, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> the dunny is brownie-like, and it's a horse-like fairy with human-esque features. Sometimes. So, yeah, and that's exactly how it's put most of the time. Uh, it most often appears as a pony or a donkey. Uh, now, this one is super-duper short, but I picked it Oh, I'm, I didn't pick it, but I I'm, I continued with it because of this fact, and this is what it does. Now, it doesn't say that it harms people. It doesn't seem to uh, toss people into the water or 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 any other <laughs> horrible thing that some of the other ones do. <clears throat> but what this one does is it will appear as a farmer's most reliable horse. So the the form of a farmer's most reliable horse is the form it will take. And it will begin contributing to the day's work. So we'll get hooked up to the machines and, and, and be in the field, however far away from the home. <clears throat> and then for fun, it will break free and just run the fuck away, leaving the farmer <laughs> stranded in the middle of the field without his horse. Now, I said I brought that up to Eric. I was telling him about it a little bit. And he, he had brought up the fact that imagine being that farmer and go and be like where the hell my horse go and then going back to get like an, another horse if you have another horse hopefully and seeing you know this this bastard horse that just ran away from you sitting in the stall like nothing happened um i don't yeah i, I don't know that that is all i have for that but it, i don't know that cracked me up i was like yeah this is this is funny i love it i mean i love some of these short ones so Horse-like fairy, I, I mean, this is, this is great, um, you know, 
Take it these tricksters and pranksters, like taking the form of its most reliable horse and then helping with the work and then deciding, yeah, yeah, you know, what? I'm going to fuck with this guy. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to strand. Him. I got you. I shucked all the corn. Now I'm out. <laughs> like, it's, exactly. I love it. It's it's that's uh, hilarious. Taking the phone. Uh, the form of a pony or donkey. Um, sometimes the short ones are great just because they're just like so funny and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I, leave I love that. Leaves them stranded. <laughs> oh, good choice. Good choice. I really, uh, really like that. <laughs> All right. Well, I have the haunt for a week. Ah, you're still here. Step on in for those terrifying haunted tales. I'm sure there's nothing to really be afraid of. We are at the Overtown Bridge, and this is a pretty cool one, and it's it's different than um, a lot of our normal haunts. I, uh, I, I had fun researching this. So... The Overtown Bridge is a Category B listed structure over the Overtown Overtown Burn on the approach road from the west uh, leading to the Overtown House, which is near Dumbarton, and that is in West Dumbartonshire, Scotland. So <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. <laughs> Um, the bridge was completed in 1895 and actually was based on a design by famed landscaped architect H.E. Milner. So I thought that was pretty cool. But that's about it you need to know for the actual just history of the bridge. Let's get into the fun, although at points it's not so fun, stuff. Um, it's like, again, this is a very, uh, very strange one. During the 1950s, locals started to refer to the bridge as the Bridge of Death or Dog Suicide Bridge. Yeah, Dog Suicide Bridge. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, did dogs commit suicide? That was my first question. And I, so I, I, I looked into that. And I'll get into that in a minute, but I don't think they can, according to my research. But so according to reports, since the 1950s, somewhere between 300 and 600 dogs have allegedly jumped or thrown themselves from the bridge into a 50 foot gorge. A very strange and odd phenomenon as According to experts, dogs don't commit suicide as they only live in the present. And there's more to that, but like suicide is essentially they, they think a human condition because we are able to think in the future, think in the past and think in the present where usually animals are pretty much in the present looking for instant gratification or their next meal or something. So they don't think that really any animals aside from humans commit suicide um there obviously are exceptions where it's happened or they might look like it and then there is something called sib where it's like uh animals they'll do self-inflict harm on themselves but it's they're not even meaning to inflict harm on themselves they do like they'll over uh dogs or cats might overlick themselves to the point of licking off all their fur but it's and it's because of stress but the licking motion they actually like and then they do it but then they it, it, very scientific stuff if you guys are interested in that do a deeper dive i started to get off on a tangent i was like yeah this isn't really pertinent but to our knowledge animals don't really commit suicide we're the only ones so anyway back to it of the three to six hundred dogs that jump it's estimated that anywhere from 
50 to 100 actually perished from the fall. So most survived, but 50 to 100, that's still a lot of dogs and since the 1950s. While the establishment has tried to find rasp rational explanations as to why this happens, many or most do not believe these explanations. The most common explanation is that the dogs are enticed by the scent of minks, you know, the animal, the mink, that make their home in the gorge. Scientifically, this theory does hold water, but again, most locals do not believe this to be the case. As local man Alistair Dutton told local news outlets, it's because they've all seen or felt spirits up there. Another dog owner, Lottie McKinnon, recalled a terrifying incident some years back. She said, something overcame her dog, Bonnie, as soon as they approached the bridge. At first she froze, but then she became possessed by a strange energy and ran and jumped right off the parapet. This, uh, her dog, Bonnie, or, uh, yeah, her dog, Bonnie, would be okay. So, at least that's good. So, the locals do not believe the bridge dweller is just any old ghost either. Nope. It is thought to be the grieving widder, widow, not widder, but widow, of, uh, of First Baron Overton, and is better known as the White Lady of Overton. Local lore has it that I... After 30 years of mourning her dead husband and then dying herself, she has been hanging around the bridge and town ever since. Uh, she's uh, seen, been seen in the windows of the Overtown house as well. Um, apparently she's seen all over the property. Um, and it said, when you see her, you get an incredible sense of dread and anxiety. And many locals claim that when you are on the bridge, there is a very, very heavy feeling. So that's that's the second theory. You know, the minx being the first. Uh, another ghostly theory ties to a horrific event that occurred in 1994 on the bridge. That year, a 32-year-old local man and father, Kevin Moy, threw his infant son from the bridge into the gorge below, believing the baby to be the literal Antichrist. The child... Hey, this is... Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> the child would die the following day from his injuries. The father then returned to the bridge the following day and attempted to uh, jump and attempted to take his own life. He would survive and was put into a psychiatric facility for paranoid schizophrenia. Here, he again attempted suicide, but this time by cutting his wrists. He survived once again. Uh, it's And it's sad that actually the dogs when they jump, they jump from the exact spot that Moy threw his two-week-old son from. Don't know how true... I mean, well, the story's true for sure on Kevin Moy. I don't know about the actual dogs jumping if it is the exact spot. The final theory as to why the dogs jump and the other ghostly activity uh, comes from, actually, Celtic folklore. In the folklore, the Overtown Bridge is in the exact spot where heaven and earth are closest together. And because dogs are more sensitive to these certain vibrations, um, this is why they jump, because they're more sensitive to it. Um, of the theory, of the four theories there, that one is my favorite. Um, and for a, for a few reasons that I'm gonna get into, and I know heaven and earth being closed, that even sounds wild. I'm just saying it's my favorite. 
Um, while the mink scent theory makes sense, and they've done studies and uh, with using the the scent of minks with dogs, and it, it does make dogs act very strange. Right? For some reason, the that's they say it's they say the sm the scent to, at least to dogs is very sweet smelling to them, and um, when they smell, they do start acting a bit crazy. So it holds water in that sense. But problems are, first of all, several local hunters claim that there haven't been any minks in the area in quite some time. Again, others dispute that, but I tend to believe the local hunters that are, you know, looking for these. And then the other problem with that is, why don't we see that phenomenon more at other bridges where minks, we know minks are? Because presumably there's a lot of bridges in this world where minks, you know, reside under. So wouldn't we be seeing tons and tons of dog suicide bridges? So that's my problem with that theory. Um, and then... <clears throat> The, the ghost, I mean, the the widow of her, okay, a ghost, again, why don't we see, because we've, you and I, over the course of, you know, four seasons, three seasons doing this paranormal stuff, mm. I've talked about a lot of haunted bridges in our time. We have yep. discussed quite a few between railroad bridges and everything. Um, why again why weren't why are if, if, if the ghost is doing it why don't we see it at um more of these haunted bridges unless she's doing something this the white widow and there the white lady is doing something specific to make them jump that we're just not able to detect again why wouldn't we see it i uh then there's the theory uh you know with the baby and that okay i I just don't like that because that story is dark. <laughs> like mm -hmm. he threw his two, his two week old baby. But I get, I, I guess that could make sense because such a horrific event, and then dogs maybe sensing something, and the, and the ghost. It just that one makes me uncomfortable just because it just, it's just a bad story in the sky. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, thought his baby was the antichrist. It's a two week old baby, but maybe. And I know, like I said, the final theory that I discussed was, you know, heaven and earth um, being closer together. And that all depends on if you believe in heaven and earth and then how you do, you define heaven and earth. Because there's, you know, depending on your belief system and, you know, spirituality versus, you know, organized religion. And I'm not going to get into all that. But I just, for me, I love folklore especially celtic folklore you know being and i uh, you know my descendants coming from ireland and stuff um uh, it's i i'm fascinated by it but i mean yeah that's just my opinion anyway that is it for the overtown bridge so the dog suicide bridge that's <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a, that's awful. That's I, and I don't. I mean, any version of that human or otherwise is awful. But that's something about a dog. It, I don't know because they're they're just so they're just so wholesome and and sweet and good and they're just and it's messed up. But it's I like the paranormal theory of it. But I agree with you. Why wouldn't we see that? everywhere every time we've done a bridge there should be at least a dozen dogs that do that because they're usually in highly trafficked or remotely trafficked areas people walking their dogs people on a hike people doing this people doing that <clears throat> now it, it's it, it makes me i we had uh when i was younger we had a german shepherd named maggie she she was ferocious if she didn't know you she wouldn't she didn't hurt anybody but if she didn't know you, she was very protective of us. She didn't want you there. She didn't, and she was not scared of anything. Now, the house we lived in was active, to say the least. Uh, upstairs was particularly active. Sometimes she would go up there, and sometimes she didn't want to. Uh, my bedroom was one of the ones that was upstairs, and she would come up sometimes, but then something i wouldn't do anything my brother wouldn't nothing would happen she would panic and literally almost fall down the stairs 
this is a this is a fairly graceful dog. This is a dog that doesn't have any real like issues running or nothing was wrong with her like health wise. Physically, she's in great shape, and she almost would fall down the stairs all of a sudden. And then there were other times where, you know, you would be like, "Come on, Maggie, come on up," and she would sit at the bottom of the stairs for a second and then all of a sudden her back would go up and her hair would stand up on the back of her neck and she wouldn't. And this is again, this is a dog that is not scared of anything of any size that I ever saw. Except what was whatever was up there and occasionally the basement. Hmm. And she wasn't scared of animals. She had <laughs> she caught possums and rabbits and uh, made way too close a friend with numerous skunks at least one summer. I swear to god she got sprayed by oh. his gun 10 times oh so she wasn't scared of animals it wasn't that yeah but no right um now so the guy that threw the two-week-old baby yeah. he, he said the baby died the following day yeah. i would that is can i would hope that there was no consciousness because i can't even fathom how painful that had to be but then you said that he attempted it and didn't die. And I'm glad he didn't because yeah. I hope that hurt horrendously. And mm -hmm. I and I and I and I guess that he had something wrong in his brain. I, I understand that, but I can't I I can't sympathize when you do something like that to a child. I just can't. I don't have it in me. And I know maybe it makes me a bad person, but I just can't. I agree, no. and um, <laughs> I agree with you too that I, I want him to suffer, and that's why I've always been um, just a proponent, or I'm not a huge fan of the death penalty because being in prison for life, in my opinion, is worse. I think that you know, death for some of these guys, people is too easy, and yeah. I'd rather them be in general population in prison and take everything we know about prison take everything with that you know what i mean it's, it's almost paying them mercy yes and, and i don't, don't like do that yes no. i think i and again i know this is i know this is absolutely very unpopular opinion but i'm of the mind that if if you commit certain crimes certain absolutely heinous awful disgusting, deplorable, despicable, whatever other word you can come up with to describe it, things that I think, especially if it leads to a loss of life or or innocence or whatever, mm -hmm. um, I think personally that you shouldn't be allowed to die until you feel that. Yeah. I'm with you. And, and I think it would be therapeutic in the cases of you know like like these horrendous murders and and whatever else mm -hmm. i think it would be therapeutic for the family of the people that you took away got to administer some of that i know it's unpopular opinion but that's how i feel i'm with you 100 percent because i i do you know some of those like you said murder or those more heinous that we won't really get into yeah, they should mm -hmm. feel that. They should know the the not only the physical, but the fear and the terror and the anxiety of what they did to that person or that person's family. Like you said, I I am a hundred percent with you on on all of that. Now, your whole the whole thing that you were talking about that, and, and I like the I like the the fairy-ish uh, explanation for it, and I, and I feel like that's where I am more, but it leads me to a question, and it's not super related, it's not really related, but it, it leads me to a question that I, I know I've meant to ask you on more than one occasion, but I know I haven't asked you, because I kept on forgetting. <clears throat> if you are walking in the woods, mm -hmm. just you, or you and a couple friends or whatever, and you see a door, do you, to nothing, there's nothing on the other, you, you can walk around the door the whole way, do you open the door and walk through it? Me? Probably, yeah. 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 Really? I, I, I'm thinking I probably, it, <laughs> I probably would. I'd be apprehensive, but I think I, I probably would. What about you? It's, I, so that was going to be my next part of the question. Would you be at all nervous about it? And I, I don't, I would have an immediate anxiety about it. And, and, it, and it's funny because it's not something, it's not something you realize about yourself until 
you actually think about that is I don't I don't know I I mean I might I feel like I'd put like an arm in and like maybe a leg or like maybe like grow a rocket and see if it comes up the other side I don't know that I could get myself to walk through it and I I don't I don't know why like I can't I can't 100% put my finger on it but I don't I don't think I would I think I think you'd be walking through that door yourself <laughs> Or, well, you know, if you did and I could see you on the other side, maybe I would walk through after, but, like, I would not be the first person walking through that door. I, I could see that, because, you know, you don't, you don't know. I think, more for me, the curiosity would get too much. Like I said, I think I would be very nervous, apprehensive, and I'd probably do the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. I'd probably put a hand in first, put my leg in, maybe my, duck my head in just for a little bit mm -hmm. to look. Um, but I think the curiosity, I, I think if I didn't walk through it, I would kick myself later for not, because yeah. what if, you know, it unlocked all the secrets to the universe and I'd be like, I, I could have known that. So yeah. that's why I think I, I would, would I would absolutely kick myself after for not doing it, but I still don't think I would do a cut a Wendigo or a Bigfoot. Yep, I'm walking right up to them in that <laughs> But random door in the middle of the woods. I, I, will, I would probably live with the regret, again, like I said, <clears throat> unless I was like with you or someone else that that walked through first and I and I could see you on like on the other side of the door and I could hear you say, no, no, it's fine. There's nothing provided I trusted you and I trust you. So um, yes. I, would, <laughs> I would hope you wouldn't lie to me. Um, Tom's just going to be in there like, there's a big phone. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then, fine. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I, I don't know why it made me think of that question, but it did. But that was that was a really that was a very dark one. That was a very that yeah. was a very dark haunt. It was definitely different. Like I, the first thing when I, I, I do my first search and everything's popping up, dog suicide bridge. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a different one this week. <laughs> this was gonna be dog suicide bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely a cool one though. I had fun with that. All right. Uh, and do we have anything else on uh, the Overtown Bridge? No, I don't think so. Uh, all right. Well, you have our encounter beyond strange for the week. So. survived just long enough for our encounter beyond strange I, I do and again I've said this every week um, I had something else picked um, and it is quite literally I think the second one I did just under a different name so that's fine it's <laughs> got <laughs> Scotland's giving me a run for my money here. I don't... I'm trying. But it's okay. I went a different way. I went to... And this is absolutely strange. And it's... Uh, yeah. So I'm going to talk today about the Bean Clan. Have, have you heard of that? So, no. It, are you saying bean like a, a bean? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Like, like baked bean, Boston bean. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so... It sounds it sounds cute and adorable. I know it is not. It, it is very. It's not cute or adorable in any way. So, uh, the clan leader is Sonny Bean or Alexander Sonny Bean. Um, he and his wife took to living in a deep cave in the middle of the woods when he had found that he was just not quite interested in carrying on the family's work. So. I don't know if that's he felt like he was unfit to, uh, if it was too hard for him, or if he just didn't feel like it. Sounds more like he didn't feel like it, and that's fine. Now, some say that he left home with Agnes Black Douglas, uh, a supposed witch, and while others say they encountered each other sometime later. I don't know which one's true. Now, no matter how they met, they would eventually start a family. So sweet! <laughs> and so, just fairy tale, like, I guess. Not really, this is gross. Um, <laughs> now, eventually, 
their kill their kids would have more kids of their own with each other. Now, it is believed that they had six daughters and eight sons. And then eventually would have 14 granddaughters and 18 grandsons. Uh, all of uh, the, well, they kept it in the family. And hey. they shared a bloodline. <laughs> um, now, the Bean Clan is thought to be responsible for more than 1,000 deaths. Through cannibalism. So, yeah, Whoa. I know. Yep. <laughs> That's why I was like, okay, I need to talk about this. Now, they would hunt at night and they would rob and then murder either uh, very small groups of people or individuals who are out walking about. Uh, they would bring them back to the cave where they would be eaten. The discarded parts would be collected in a barrel or a bucket. I saw both. I don't know which is true. I, I have no idea. Um, now, when cleaning out that bucket or the barrel, they would sometimes dump it into a, a into the water. So it's I don't know exactly where this is. I did look it up trying to figure out. But they would discard stuff. Either it would be eaten by other animals or make its way into the water, however it happened. Now, this led people to believe that they were animal attacks because they would find random dismembered body parts, a random arm, a hand, a leg, a foot, whatever. Um, they would find random parts of humans that weren't uh, attached to anything else. So they would blame a lot of this on animals because clearly it is much easier to believe that animals are responsible for a thousand deaths than uh, accepting the fact that you might live uh, only mere miles from a clan, clan of um, 50 murderous cannibals. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's my strange encounter. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. uh, I, first of all, these people existence is known as a fact. Like, this isn't speculated or... It is believed that the, that the mythology behind them is based on a real thing. Some people say it's all fake, but it is actually a pretty wide... Um, number of people that believe that this is actually based on actual events. So, this is wild. Um, <laughs> so, they go to live in a cave and start a family, and then the kids have kids, and uh, like holy incest. It's like. Jesus. Actually, oh. I think it might have been unholy incest. I'm pretty sure that is not holy. But <laughs> that is just oh my goodness. And then, like you said, they uh, that that family tree has just a trunk and no branches. I mean, in that child, possible for a thousand deaths. That is just in. It, extraordinary number i love it because i'm just fascinated by cannibal things even though it's like tough to watch like just the idea of cannibalism just fascinates me like cannibalistic yeah. cultures throughout history and you know it just uh, and, and i just find it wild um and then just they hunt at night like just the visual picture I'm getting of this clan just fucking prowling at night and, and robbing and, uh, you know, beating and robbing people and then bringing them back to the cave and, you know, eating them and then putting just the the entrails and stuff into buckets and then when the bucket's full, just, just, just what a mental picture. I mean, this is... This is a movie. This is definitely like a movie. This could be a movie or uh, some sort of docudrama or something because it's just the, like I said, the mental pictures are just fucking wild. Um, yeah, no, this was a great choice. I always like it too when our strange encounter, don't get me wrong, I love our UFO stuff, but when we kind of <laughs> delve out into uh, other stuff that's non-UFO, I always love that. It just, uh, I just find it very very interesting and finally like like you said the people thought it was animal attacks because yeah that is a lot more reasonable than thinking oh yeah there's this uh 
this clan of 50, 100 people <laughs> that uh, live in a cave and can <laughs> go out and hunt, rob, and kill people, and then eat them, and then throw their, their, the parts they don't want into a... It is, it's more easy to, oh yeah, that was probably a bear or a lion, whatever it is, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's so... Woo! That was a dark story. Talk about darkness this episode. I mean, between yeah. baby deaths and, um, uh, you know, eating people. Like, yeah. great choice. I love it. I love it. Good, good choice. So it's, it's funny because I think it was, I think I'm pretty sure it was our first season in the American Road Trip that uh, I, you said, a, you said a phrase, and I understand why you said it. You said a phrase that um, we were talking about another cannibalistic group somewhere and I can't remember and you said um, they were forced into cannibalism and incest and, and I, I want to reiterate that that difference here yeah. cannibalism yep I understand it if it comes if it came down to you have to eat someone to survive I, I can't say that I wouldn't I, I don't know I, I have no idea I don't know that about myself I hope to never have to find that out about myself yeah. but, what I, but what I do know <clears throat> Is that you have to eat to survive? You, you don't. You don't have to do your brother to survive. I know that. I know that for a fact that you can survive life without having sex with family members. <laughs> it, it is. You, it, there is no having to commit incest to survive. Eating your brother, maybe. It might. I can't say it wouldn't. I don't know. It's when in desperate times. You may have to eat another human. Okay, I accept that. Never. Nope. There's. I can't. I can't think of an occasion in which that would make me survive. <laughs> and I remember now. I believe <laughs> we were discussing the melon heads. Uh, <laughs> yes, and I actually, think it was, we were. it was either Connecticut or Ohio because there's. Uh, uh, there melon. There's different variations <laughs> of the melon heads in different parts of the United States, and but I'm pretty. It was. The, I'm pretty sure it was the Connecticut melon heads. Um, that episode. Now I remember that because I remember we, us having this discussion where you're like, yeah, you, you know, cannibalism. Yes, I get it, but you never have to. <laughs> it's never a necessity to do incest no. to survive. <laughs> it is not. Yep. I just wanted to reiterate that fact for anybody who wasn't sure. Because uh, you, you will survive. You'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good fallback. I had forgotten about that. That's uh, that's really funny. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, um, do we have anything else on the bean plan? I, I don't believe so. All right. Well... Thanks for joining us, and we are so glad that you guys made it out alive. Be sure to come back next week when our haunt brings us to the Loch Levin Castle. So until then, happy camping. Bye. Thanks, guys. As always, thank you for joining us. Come back next week, if you're brave enough. For those looking to take it one step further, be sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram. And check out our terrifying new website, too. SYPOPodcast.com And spread the word. Tune in on all major platforms.